Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitzman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by the Harrier. And today we have an interesting episode. Uh, you probably noticed by now the audio sounds a little bit different than it normally does. I'm actually recording this on the road Uh currently in California at the moment, so a little bit away from my home setup, so I had to improvise a little bit something. We'll be back to our, our normal episodes starting next week, so that's why this one might sound a, a little bit different than the other ones uh, that we've had. And so uh, before we get into today's episode, we have a really exciting one, uh, three awesome topics definitely wanted to discuss. Uh, first, make sure that you leave a like, uh, review, and subscribe to the show. really helps us know that you're enjoying what's going on and, and liking the content that we're producing. So uh, now I want to start with the very first story of the day. Uh, that's going to be the story on Jalen Slade. So um, for those that don't know, Jalen Slade, he is a high school sprinter. He is a junior uh, rising senior from IMG Academy in Florida. And he, I believe, had the national record in the 200 indoors. He did that at an American uh, track league meet. And he also has a time of 10.09 in the 100, as well as a 20.2 in the 200 outdoors. And so very talented guy. Um, he competed in the, sorry, uh, competed in the Olympic trials. Uh, he had a, a bad race in the, what was it? The 100, just his, his legs didn't get underneath him. had something that looked like it could have been an injury, but luckily he turned out to be fine. Uh, and then ended up not making it, uh, out of the 200 meters, but, um, very talented guy, and something that's interesting is that he is now going pro. He has announced that he is signing with Adidas. He just signed a five-year deal with them, which will run through, what is it, 2020, 2026, I believe that is. Uh, so he's going to be joining that team, and if that name sounds familiar, or if the you know Adidas sounds familiar, uh, that's because a lot of sprinters recently have been signing with them, especially uh, a lot of high school runners. So if earlier this year... Uh, the very first one was Arion Knighton, who is also the high school sprinter. He signed with Adidas, and he then also qualified for the Olympic team this year um, in the, what was it, the 200 meters. And then uh, also we have Hobbs Kessler uh, from Michigan, who qualified uh, for the 1,500-meter semis in the Olympic trials. He was the Gatorade Athlete of the Year in track and field, uh, broke national records in the, the 1,500 and, and others as well. Uh, so those three athletes uh, have decided to forego their college careers and, and to look into professional atmospheres now. Uh, and so... Is this a good decision or is this a bad decision? Um, in my mind, I think that for where these athletes are, uh, this can be this can be a huge positive for them. Uh, Adidas also did say that they are going to be paying for their college, so uh, they can still be going through getting an education as well. So it's not like they're not going to be getting that taken care of. So they can still go to school, um, whether that's now or later on in the future. But they have an opportunity to make money in a sport that not a lot of people make money in. Uh, especially they probably also saw how difficult the training cycles can be for professional athletes compared to collegiate athletes. Like, I mean, we saw so many of the top 
runners, especially sprinters uh, in college, just weren't able to perform uh, at the top of their game during the regular Olympic trials um, because, yeah, you have a long season of doing indoor, outdoor meets every single weekend. Just it, it all adds up. And I'm sure these high schoolers are like, hey, look, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to make money now. I see that the name, image and likeness is now a thing for Hobbs, Kessler, and Arian Knighton. It was not a thing at the time, but for uh, Jalen Slade, it is. And so he had the opportunity to see, hey, I could, still could be making money and competing in a team atmosphere. But he decided, hey, look, I'd, I'd rather be able to, to get paid uh, off of uh, Adidas sponsorships now uh, while you have it. And I think it's a good idea because, I mean, who knows where he could be in five years when this deal would be going up or or what would what might happen during his indoor year um yeah sure you could say that hey you could bet on yourself and go and run one year of high uh, of college track and hopefully make a you know win a national championship or or something like that but uh he decided not to do that he said hey let's take it while we have it and i think it's a good idea um we'll see how it ends up going uh will it be someone where you know it kind of takes off right away kind of like noah lyles where you know he went to pro right out of college or right out of high school and it ended up working well for him or is this going to be something that it might take a few years to uh in order to you know actually get his feet underneath him because he is only 17 uh he would be a high school senior going into this year and, and he's deciding that he's going to forego that to to go pro so very excited for him uh looking forward to seeing what's going on i mean obviously adidas is is taking a lot of athletes now i mean what they have uh jalen slade here uh cambria sturgis for nca and uh, north carolina a and t uh they also had uh terrence laird who signed with them so adidas has been signing a lot of sprinters recently and very excited to see how that's going to kind of translate um, into the future. Is that something that they're interested in continuing to do? Because a lot of the top sprinters right now are Adidas athletes. Uh, Next, so this is kind of an older story. uh, Happened probably a week or two ago, but I didn't cover it, and I've been seeing it a lot more on my news feed. So it's definitely something that I'm going to, that I want to to talk about right now. And and that's Allison Felix announced that she's going to be paying for childcare for athletes um, that are going to the Olympics. So uh, he's she's going to be paying two hundred thousand dollars worth of child expenses. So uh, whether that might be babysitters, formula. Um, you know, being able to to be be seen by somebody or, or whatever it might be, just different child uh, expenses, uh, and that's going to be divvied up or divvied out in ten thousand uh, dollar increments. So this is going to be both her as well as her company that she um, helped grow with uh, after Nike, which is now what uh, Athleta. Athleta, I, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I, I might have might have pronounced it slightly wrong, but uh, yeah, this is uh, an awesome thing because something that many people don't know is that all a lot of these athletes are not getting the support that you would think that athletes would be getting because uh, as a fan you might think oh yeah we see the college at or not college sorry we see the athletes in the major sports they they get a lot of uh, support when it comes to um, you know flights and care and and all that like you see basketball football baseball all those all those sports like oh yeah they get taken care of i'm I'm sure it's the same with track and field 
And, and it's not, actually. It, many of these athletes have to get to Tokyo on their own dime. They have to have, if they have kids, uh, they're going to have to find care for them. Uh, that's going to have to be done, you know, out of their own pocket. Because um, many of these athletes either, A, uh, have a very small sponsorship where they don't have a ton of support, or B, they may not have a sponsor at all. So uh, it's awesome to see that this is something that uh, Allison Felix is doing it, it she shouldn't have to like this should be something that athletes should be able to have at their disposal already but the fact that they are given this opportunity because she is being so kind is is fantastic to see so uh, another great win for Allison Felix uh, hopefully she'll be able to take home a gold medal as well um, in the this 400 in 4x4 uh, next story. So this is going to be the final one uh, of today. The Bowerman announced the finalists for um, who's going for the award. So quick recap. Obviously, Bowerman is essentially the Heisman of track and field. So it is given to the best indoor, outdoor, as well as cross country uh, athlete within track and field. Uh, now, they no- one thing that you'll notice is that a lot of the votes uh, are pretty much all outdoor track bias, where if you have a really good outdoor track year, then it almost doesn't matter what you do in cross country or distance. Uh, so it's just really make sure that you have a good outdoor year. And it seems that that's what's going on. But uh, luckily, the top people here did not just have a great outdoor year. Uh, all of these athletes had an insane indoor and outdoor seasons. So uh, let's go over these six athletes that made the final vote. So it's three for the men, three for the women. And then I will go over who I think uh, are the favorites, uh, where where I would rank them as, you know, strength of athletes and, and all that stuff. So uh, first, let's start with the women's side. So the three athletes are uh, Tara Davis, Tyra Gittens, and Athing Mo. So uh, Davis, obviously, she is the long jumper and hurdler out of Texas. And so she was the indoor and outdoor champion for the uh, long jump as well as the indoor and outdoor record holder. She jumped 7.14 meters, sorry, uh, as well as being the Big 12 uh, hurdles champion as well. So she showed that she can do not only long jump but but hurdles also. But obviously her her main focus is going to be the long jump. Uh, really great uh, career. She's obviously is an Olympian as well. So she came in, I think it was second in the women's long jump. And so she will be going to Tokyo. Uh, awesome performer. She also just, she just signed with champion with uh, Hunter Woodhall, which is uh, her boyfriend. Um, so they just, it's going to be excited to see what, uh, what she does with the rest of, of her career there. Um, next was uh, Gittens out of Texas A&M. So she is a uh, multi-athlete that also focuses on the jumps. So her claim to fame right now is that she has the most points ever scored out of an individual for the NCAAs, um, indoor, both indoor and outdoor. She told she scored 50 total points, which is insane. That is more than most teams scored on their own, and she did it all by herself. Uh, so she has three NCAA titles, one second place, as well as two third place finishes. Uh, she has a collegiate record in the, uh, pentathlon, uh, which she beat, uh, what was it? Uh, Jackie Joyner curse curse from, uh, so anytime you can be, uh, beat her, uh, 
is a phenomenal day for you. Uh, you know you're in good company. Uh, and she is the third all-time in the outdoor heptathlon. So uh, she's shown to have a lot of dominance in not just the, the hep, but also long jump as well as high jump. So something that happened with her, she unfortunately will not be able to go to Tokyo in the heptathlon because because of the way that World Athletics does their rankings, where even though she's the seventh best heptathlete outdoors, she's not going to be able to compete in the heptathlon um, because of the way that they do their rankings and it makes no sense. But luckily, she will be going in, uh, I believe it is the high jump. So uh, she is still going uh, just in an individual event, though. So uh, still glad to see that she will be going to Tokyo. And as I said, she's out of uh, she's out of Texas A&M. Uh, next on the women's side is a thing Mo. So she has four NCAA records, 10 top 10 performances, a three time NCAA champ. Uh, she's just been insane. Runs a 157. Uh, probably also the favorite to win the 800 in the uh, Olympics. And she's also probably a good contender to potentially be on that 4x4 team um, because I believe she even has split a 48 uh, before. So she's really, really fast. And um, she's also a freshman, so she's the youngest on this list. Uh, And once again, this is another Texas A&M uh, athlete, so it shows how great Texas A&M uh, has been this year. Uh, they just have a lot of really great, uh, really great individuals. Um, then on the men's side, we have Cole Hawker, Javon Harrison, Turner Washington. Uh, Cole Hawker, uh, three-time individual NCAA champion, third man to sweep the mile 3k as well as the 15 outdoors he will be going to the olympics in the 1500 he has not announced that he is going pro so as of right now he is still going to be competing at oregon next year um so that's going to be exciting uh for him he's had a great uh race shown a lot of uh abilities of going up to the the 5k as well as going down to um you know the 1500 he might have even done a few 800s who knows he's part of that record setting uh dmr team uh as well so he's he's got a lot of uh championship pedigree there um so he he should be exciting at uh at oregon not oregon sorry tokyo uh, next is uh turner washington so he is the um long, not long jump, sorry. He is the shot put and discus thrower. He is a three-time champion, uh, three times, two times in the shot put as well as uh, one discus uh, championship. He has eight of the top 10 throws this year in the discus and he has seven of the top 10 throws in the shot put. So he has had complete dominance and his name is all over the books um, for both the shot and the discus. Really, no one has been able to to beat him in, in any of those events, uh, indoor or outdoor this year. Uh, he's just shown complete dominance uh, and he's only the third ever athlete to, to do that, to do uh, the have both shot puts and the discus in the same year. Uh, so very impressive run by by him as well. And then uh, last person, we have Mr. Jumps, Javon Harrison out of LSU. Uh, So he has four championships, uh, two in the long jump, two in the high jump. He's jumped eight meters, 45 in the long jump and two meters, 36 in the high jump. It's the only time that double has been done since 1912. 
he's the only one to, and, and that's at the Olympics as well. Like he's going to be going to the Olympics for both of these events, uh, as well as going undefeated during this year. Um, so he's at a, he's had an insane season, uh, for him. So let's break down where, where these people are and who should win and, and all that stuff. So for the women's side, uh, I feel like your favorite has to be Mo. Uh, she's been super dominant this entire year. Um, it's strange that she is the NCAA record holder in the 800, but she never won an 800-meter NCAA championship, uh, which is super strange. But, you know, uh, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, she's also She just has so many collegiate records. Um, every time she steps on the track, it's clearly that she's the fastest. She's running with ease. Um and so I have her as the the clear number one uh, for this uh, for this year, and then a number two. And it sucks because I feel like she would win during almost any of the other years. It's just that she's going up against a thing, Mo, and that is my second place of uh, of Tyra Gittens. Um, so I like Tyra Gittens a lot. Uh, I think that she's shown um, that she can compete in a, lo- a lot of events, being both a multi as well as a jump specialist. She's showing that she has she's the best athlete that is competing right now. Like, cause obviously, you know, Mo's only doing the, the jump is only doing the throw is only doing, sorry, the distance. And then, uh, Davis is only doing the jumps. She's showing that she can do, she can do it all. And so best athlete, I mean, obviously the best athlete you would have to say is her, but if you're going by this and saying who's had the best year, uh, it's gotta, you know, it's gotta be Mo, but I, I really want to pick her. I mean, she has the, she showed up the in the biggest moments uh during this season and that's at the ncaa championship that she has the most points ever scored um i think the one thing that would have really pushed her over was if she could have taken that long jump championship outdoors uh or she uh could have taken one of changed one of the uh the second place finishes you know into gold or a couple of those third place finishes turned those into gold um those probably would have pushed her over the edge but the fact that you know Mo has just such an insane amount of records is gonna be gonna be hard to beat. And then third, uh, I'd picked uh, Tyra Davis. She's had a, a a great season for sure, and she's broken a lot of records. But those other two ladies have just been doing so much uh, more stuff. Uh, it, it'd be hard pressed to to not pick them. And then uh, for the men's side, uh, the favorite I have Javon Harrison. Uh, Mr. Jumps, dude's just been undefeated. He's been unstoppable. And once again, this seems just like a clear cut thing for me. Uh, I I don't see how uh, someone else is going to be taking it over Javon Harrison with how well he's been performing. Uh, Also, uh, the fact if you if you noticed it last week, the ESPYs didn't nominate either Javon Harrison or Thing Mo to be uh, college athletes of the year, which. uh, is really, I don't know. It shows that their la- their lack of covering track and field because not are not only were these athletes the best collegiate athletes this year, they had the best individ- they had the best uh, collegiate years in all of sports. I mean, Javon Harrison won four national titles uh, individually. He won uh, an outdoor national title as a team, and he won and he came in second for nationals as a team, uh, indoors. And then he is a two-time Olympian. Like it's just, there's just so much stuff. How was this guy not, 
you know, nominated for an SB, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and so, uh, he's number one for me. Cole Hawker comes in as a, as number, number two. He's had a very impressive year as well. Um, winning the team title indoors, you know, being uh, a part of the records, um, during the indoors as well, winning national titles, qualifying for the Olympics, all, all that stuff. Like he's shown that he is, uh, you know, very dominant and he's done it over a couple different events, but, uh, it just seems like Javon Harrison's just too hard to, to catch up to at this point. He just had such an amazing season, uh, or seasons. And then, uh, Washington, uh, have him, uh, as third place. He's had a great year as well. Um, I think that what, what just does it, um, is the fact that these other, these other guys are kind of, um, you know, had, had a bigger, you know, bigger and more impressive years. Uh, I think what he's doing, done something only three people have done or, or two other people have done before. And he's, his name is over the tops for both discus and shot put shows that he's doing it. He's doing a lot, but, uh, I just don't think that those numbers kind of stack up to all these other people. But um, yeah, let me know what you think. Who did I get wrong? Who do you think is de- most deserving of the Bowerman for both the men and the women? Uh, is there somebody that got left off of this finalist list that you would have put there instead? Um, who, who are you thinking got, got snubbed from this finalist list? Let us know. Um, but otherwise, that has been another episode of Track World News. Uh, if you have any, um, you know, questions, topics, or things that you want to have discussed on the show, please let me know on Instagram at Track World News. Um, otherwise, have a good one. Talk to you later and peace.